right, welcome back, listeners. It's Tim Trainer and Steve Hill here back with a, a, a different edition of our uh, NFL Pigskin Pickers podcast. The NFL season is in the rearview mirror. We had the draft uh, last week. Um, kind of some interesting stuff. Uh, we knew, you know, some big changes at the top of that draft. The Bears trading up for a quarterback. Uh, Steve, your Vikings. We're without a first round pick, so you're kind of out of the out of the spotlight a little bit. But you picked up kind of a, I don't know, a, a player that will change your your fortunes. I would think at the big starting running back in the second round. Yeah, they're, they're back off the board. <clears throat> I think. Pretty good pickup for the second round, getting Dalvin Cook, the running yeah. back. But uh, Rick Spielman, he wheels, he deals, and I think he did a good job with it. Uh, the obvious need was a, on the offensive line, and it was considered a weak class for offensive linemen but that said we picked up I believe an Ohio State center who was center of the year his senior year uh, in college football so uh, Vikings nation is feeling like all things considered we had a good draft and um, filled some needs tried to give Bradford some more weapons and with the free agency pickups yeah uh, once again, optimism has been ginned up. <laughs> Plus, there's the release of the schedule to talk yeah, about. And uh, where are those Bengals playing near the end of the season? They'll be visiting your Vikings, I believe, in the new stadium. and uh, Week 15, a I think. December uh, win. Yeah. Yeah. The week before the Christmas holiday week, yeah. I think we've got the Bengals at Vikes. It might be a fun trip to go check out that yeah, new stadium. That would be a blast. Bengals made a, a, a very uh, disappointing pick. I don't know if you saw their their choice of running back is a is a pretty pretty terrible history of of, of punching and, and assaulting a woman, um, which did not go over very well in Cincinnati. You know, not a guy you want to root for, and that's you know that's disappointing. That's that's classic Bengals, and uh, that you get you get what you deserve, right? If they melt down again late in the year, um, is that Mixon? Is that the guy's yeah, name? Yeah, Joe Mixon. He was. Oklahoma back, obviously supremely talented, but you know, not not a guy I'm looking forward to having on the team. So, so how how do the Bengals brass sell that to the fans? I mean, I know it isn't the first time that a that a talented player uh, with a controversial, let's say, yeah. background has been uh, snapped up by the Bengals. Sure. I mean, they've done it with that perfect guy and everybody. Yeah. But I mean, how did they? How do they continue to sell taking a chance on a guy well, I, like I that? I think they were not aware of how much the culture has changed. That, yeah, five, ten years ago, maybe you can just say, hey, this guy's good at football and that's all that matters. But now we, this was on video. People can watch it every time he, he makes a, a touchdown. You know, that's going to be the thing that the Fox broadcast is going to bring up. Um, and it just resonates more when you see this. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you want you know, you know don't want a 19-year-old kid to have their life um, – torn out from under them. He, he deserves a chance to, uh, to make a living. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't want to keep him from, from playing football, but at the same time, uh, for a team that has such character issues and, um, you know, that, that has been their snake. That's been their Achilles heel for the last decade is, you know, when the going gets tough, they fold. And I'm not sure you want any more guys with these kind of, were you in a box so uh, nobody else was close talent wise when on the board when that pick came up? I mean, we traded you guys the pick for Cook, so we could have stayed there and t- taken him. Um, 
but at the same time, if this guy doesn't have this on the list, he's probably going in the top ten. You know, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, it's fine. It's we'll see how, how good he is at football is kind of secondary to the fact that uh, it's a, it's a it's a black eye for the for the league. I think to have him in there, and uh, I don't know. What about other players? I think didn't you pick up a nice receiver? Yeah, yeah. First round pick was a speed receiver from Washington. Um, very fast, fastest forty in, in NFL uh, combine history, um, which you know, which is really key. AJ Green went down with an injury last year, and just the offense just sputtered. So, so this is this is a husky you picked up, yep. yeah. So yep. the uh, folks listening uh, yeah. here yeah, might he already be familiar with totally, this guy. Yeah, he's a, just a straight speedster. Um, he's just going to run down the field as fast as he can and, and bring those safeties back and. You know, set it up for the run game and set it up for AJ Green underneath. Hopefully, so it, it was. It's it's a luxury pick. You know, obviously, it's 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 a guy that uh, you know that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, when I'm when I'm picking high in the draft, I, I usually like big bodies. You know, I like big D linemen. I like big offensive linemen. You know, just because those are guys you got to go to war with. But it's a luxury pick, and hopefully, hopefully, it works out for him. Any house cleaning happening uh, post Super Bowl with the Bengals? No, not really. Been pretty quiet. Um, well, yeah, the Vikes, on the other hand, I mean, yeah. we no longer have AP. Yep. And um, so that's what makes this uh, Dalvin Cook pick yeah. more interesting. And then, of course, the drama, Tim, of uh, opening day, so to speak, a Monday night football. The first of the two games is going to be Saints at Vikings. Wow. And uh, and our friend George Plavin's team, the Broncos, is featured in the second Monday night game. And so I think a definite barbecue get-together is yeah. in order for that. Yeah, but that uh, AP's already chirping. So, folks, if you're, <laughs> if you're at all tuned in to football media in the offseason, you will see a big interview that uh, Adrian Peterson gave, I think, to ESPN. But it might have been uh, someone connected to the Saints uh, daily paper or the organization talking about tongue-in-cheek that it's going to be all about revenge for Peterson in that Saints uniform going up against the Vikes. And, you know, the Vikings are saying, the defensive players, they never got to tackle AP (laughs) when he was a Viking because he was such an important part of our team. Nobody wanted him to be hurt. And now they get to get their licks in on them, and so it's going to be kind of fun to watch. That will be great. Uh, but that's a long time from now, um, and it, <laughs> it seems is. like this weekend we got something really important. The Kentucky Derby's coming up. I think, believe last year we gave listeners the tip of what we thought was a lifetime, a horse named Milton Freewater, uh, who was bought for a ton of money and was training really well uh, and looked to be, you know, like he could be competing in this year's Derby. He came up just short. Um, out of the you know fifty thousand um, thoroughbred foals who are born every year, he's probably in the top hundred. But you got to be in the top twenty to make the Derby. He came up just short, uh, finished I think sixth in the in the Santa Anita Derby. So he's not in the gate. But we've got a fun race uh, here, and hopefully we can we can pick some winners. Um, you know we're free agents now. that Milton's not in there. If he was in there, we'd be one hundred percent. How close the- was he? I mean, you see, he almost made it. How? What kind of a finish? Did Milton Freewater? If he'd have finished third in that last race, he'd be in the Derby. Third or he better, okay. Sixth. Um, was he robbed? I mean, was yeah, there something did, that happened? He was gained at the end. Had, didn't have the best trip. Um, had to go wide around horses. He had every. I mean, I think he's good enough. I really, if he got in this field, I would be excited about him because he would be a high price. And 
Um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing, but you know he put all he put all his eggs in that one basket. You'd hoped he'd have got a win earlier in the year, so right. he wouldn't have had to do that. But but that NFR bet yeah. that I placed for us, yeah, a twenty dollar bet, yeah, would have paid like seventy five to one or three. It's crazy, yeah. you know, three thousand something. Anyway, yeah. so but, disappointing. But we got a fun kind of a fun field of twenty here. And maybe we can just go through a little bit and talk. Uh, no Baffert horses. No Baffert, yeah. So he had kind of like the – and it's been a weird year of of, of qu- on a qualifying that, yeah, Baffert had this big horse, Mastery, who got hurt and is off the trail. And it's kind of been like a – there's just no one has stood out. Um, we've had a couple of good efforts, but also horses that have kind of turned in clunkers with n- not really much explanation. So right now the the four-to-one favorite, I don't – we haven't had a – and I think it's going to be higher than that, to be honest. But that's Classic Empire, number 14. Uh, he's the two-year-old champion who's back here with Julian Leperu aboard and like a, uh, Mark Cassie as a trainer. His kind of interesting tale is he doesn't quite like to run. So I'm not sure how you feel about that, about a Kentucky Derby horse. Sometimes he just doesn't feel like training. Um, kind of a strange, uh, strange animal, but pretty neat horse, but just very high strung. He was four for four last year. He was the big favorite returning in the Holy Bull, just didn't run, uh, finished third, beaten eight lengths, and then just didn't feel like training after that. It feels like it kind of got into his head. He missed some work, missed some time, which is not not a good sign on the road to the Derby. Came back with a really gutsy performance, won the Arkansas Derby, which put him in this field. Um, but he only won by half length. It was a It was a close race with a lot of other horses in here. He didn't really take a step forward. So he's a vulnerable favorite. I don't. I think it'll be higher than four to one. He might be five, six to one, and it's going to be. It's it's a time for money making. And well, how's he looking on in mud? Because you were telling me before yeah. we uh, started this podcast that uh, the weather report is not looking good yeah. for sunshine and and all that. They're calling for a major major storm on Friday, so tomorrow the day before. So if that if that comes to fruition and it's bad, um, it could you know sloppy if, tracks yeah, possible. It's very possible. He's one for one. Um, on a sloppy track here. He broke his maiden his first race. He won over slop. So that, that should not be an issue for him. And maybe you move him up a little bit. He's an e-horse. Um, it's kind of uh, yeah, neat connections. And you and you you like to root for him just because they've been through a lot. Um, but he's, he's a horse that's made $2 million. Is still now five for six in his life. Never finished worse than third. So this is a real horse you got to deal with. But there's some there's some red flags, you know. Right. That... that uh, He's just a little quirky, and a derby is not a race where you, where you want to be quirky because with all these horses and this huge crowd and all the pressure, um, it's it's a lot to ask. Is it fair to say that we don't have just the absolute clear favorite here? No, definitely not. So, yeah, Classic Empire is 4-1. to one. We've also got number 5, Always Dreaming at 5-1, to one, Johnny Velasquez and Todd Pletcher, um, who I think may go off as the favorite, to be honest. You've also got the Kentucky horse McCracken. Um, Love he's the five name. To one. Yeah, great name. Um, and he's four for five in his life. Just just ran third his last the, the the race before. And you've got Irish War Cry at six to one. So you're going to have I think four horses right around the four five six to one range. Take any of them, and you'll be fine. You'll be happy. You know, you'll you'll make some dough. Uh, but there's no horse that you definitely have to use. You know, I think you can beat all of them. Um, but it's well, going to be a it's going to be a, a wide open race. Since we don't have Milton Freewater involved, there is one horse that arguably has a Umatilla County connection. You know, 
I'm and not I'm sure. joking, but we've yeah. got the number thirteen. Yeah, J Boys Echo. So there's Echo. We, you know, there's a there's a little. <laughs> we got Echo instead of Milton Freewater to root for. Um, there's no real Oregon connections. I looked through some of the you know ownerships and and trainers and stuff. J Boys Echo. Yeah, it's it's in the name there. So yeah, we'll give we'll give him a little love. He's twenty to one. Um, you know, he's got some nice nice races on his. And then uh, I'm guilty as charged uh, as a Vikings fan, obviously rooting for extreme underdogs. Yep. So tell the listeners a little bit about Patch. It's kind of an interesting he's story. Of course, he's going to go in here as a twenty hole, uh, so not a great uh, post position for him at thirty to one. But he's got one eye. He was born with one eye. He's got in total, you know, a lack of any eyeball on the left side of his face. It's really interesting. Do we know how he lost it? He, he was born without, just without an eye. A disease or just I, goofball I, I thing? Just a birth defect. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that it, it's it has happened before where one-eyed horses have have made the Derby, but um, yeah, it's it's he he's had three starts, so he's very um, kind of lightly raced. Obviously, you got to take a little bit more time for a horse with uh, medical concerns. Uh, he's finished second, first, and second last time in the Louisiana Derby. This will be a big long shot here. He's done nothing wrong, and he'll he'll be the sentimental favorite. You know, there'll be there'll be a lot of kind of heart wrenching stories about him. Now he doesn't wear a patch, does he? He does not wear a patch. But come on, that's a great name. It's a great name, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he'll he'll be out there with 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 a. Uh, an empty eye socket. It's pretty interesting. It is. I, I, you know, there was some piece. I don't know if it was 60 minutes or what, but interesting piece on Patch. And then, um, you know, wondering, thinking about other races we've talked about on the podcast, are any horses traveling a great distance, you know, coming yeah. from other countries on planes and all that stuff that totally. we need to think about? So that's the, that's the thing about the Derby. These horses all come from from everywhere. Um, you're 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 – Biggest traveler this year is number two, Thunder Snow. He's twenty to one. He's coming from Dubai. Um, he he was born in in England. He raced there for a while. He traveled to Dubai. He's now owned by um, Saeed bin Sarur, who's a I believe a, 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 a emirate, maybe um, a royal family member. Um, some so so like some um, he might be. Um, I'm not sure. Some some elite um, family member in in the the, the United Arab Emirates. Um, so he's traveling here. Um, they've they've done this before with other horses and have not had any luck. I think they're like 0 for 24 with horses coming. Uh, so he's a 20 to 1. He's got some really impressive races, but in my opinion, you've got to let a horse like that beat you before you before you bet on him. Um, that much travel, you got to go through quarantine. You got to go through a, you know a lot, and it it's so hard to get ready for the Derby, and you're asking so much of a horse. That to have this many changes for him is really difficult. Uh, last year, a horse came from Japan and ran really well. I think Lonnie finished fourth, ended up uh, placing in the in the Belmont down the road. So there's no doubt this this horse has has some talent. Um, he's going to get. I think he's he's kind of a wise guy horse this year, just because people are seeing there's no big big overwhelming choice in America. They're thinking maybe if these horses are just pretty good, maybe you know a horse from abroad can can whoop them up, but. Um, I think I'm going to stay away. He's a neat horse, Thunder Snow, bred in Ireland, raced in England, raced in Dubai. He's coming over here to do his best. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm, I'm I'm in on him. Any others that we should flag as well, yeah, so, those I mean, who've traveled yeah, too far? So the last couple of years, the California horses have been, have been you know, the bee's knees. Um, I'm thinking about American Pharaoh, 
and California Chrome and last year Nyquist have all come from California. Well, this year, as we know here, it was a brutal winter. Lots of and when it was snowing up here, it was raining like heck down there. Um, some of these horses that train in New York and stuff, they go through winters, and, and there's a real benefit to being in California. You think there's just better, nicer days, your training is more regular. That's not quite the case, uh, how, how it worked out this year. Uh, the Santa Anita Derby, which we were talking about, Milton Freewater, was not a very strong race. Um, Gormley won it. He's 15-1. to 1. Um, And the last couple of Santa Anita Derby winners have been the favorites of this race. So it's kind of interesting. These California horses are not very well thought of this year. Um, but I, I like the 11, Battle of Midway. He ran second in that race. He's lightly raced, never finished worse than third. He's, he's a little slow. But I think he's got every right to improve. He's 30 to 1 on the morning line. And I'm going to use him in kind of some of the superfecta, trifecta um, bets that we're going to have. He's got, he's got good speed. And I think he's got the ability to get better fast. And Which one is the speed demon? If you have to look at the ratings for speed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. The, the pace makes the race, as we always say. Um, this is going to be there, – there's a lot of horses that want to be close to the lead, but none that really – definitely need the lead so i think fast and accurate from the inside his owners have said he's going to try to get to the front i'm not sure if he's fast enough to get there that's the three horse um state of honor the six at 30 to one who's who has run well he said had um like what four seconds in a row to some good horses but i'm not sure if he wants to go this far he'll be up close so will always dreaming one of the favorites he'll want to be real close and irish war cry um that a lot of those horses want to run second or third so you're not sure if one of them is just going to go forward and just go take it and try to you know grab the race early. Um, that'll help uh, set things up for the closers. But uh, there really isn't one horse that's jumping out is just much faster than no. the field. IRAP will want to go to the to the front. Okay, um, other things. Uh, riding these horses for yeah. the win. Um, I see some familiar names. Uh, what do you have to say about the jockey field? You know, it's 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 an interesting one. Victor Espinosa, who who you know we all remember on. American Pharaoh and Nyquist. He's back with Gormley, fifteen to one. You know, one of those California horse, 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 horses, horses, horses. Little, little, uh, yeah, just a little overlooked. Uh, Johnny Velasquez, who's my favorite, has been there forever. I think he's only got one Derby win. He's on the five, always dreaming. Mike Smith, who wins a ton of race, tons of Derbies. I think he's got two. He's on Gervin, the seven horse. Um, kind of an interesting one is Rajiv Mara. Um, uh, Indian rider um, on the 17 Irish war cry. He was hurt earlier this year, got thrown off a horse and uh, broke, you know, m- bones in his leg and got, you know, his, his in, you know, in, uh, he got inner, in, inner injuries. I like got stomped on by the horse and just, um, just had a really rough go of it. And uh, he's, he's gotten, gotten better and is back here with a, with a horse with a real chance to win it. Brian Hernandez on McCracken's kind of a cool story. He's a local kid. Um, He's getting his first start with a with a good horse, so kind of kind of a need. Uh, there's a little bit of a change into the guard, like you said, but some of those big names are in here. And sometimes, and do you think that matters? Yeah, in in this in this race, so many horses, twenty horses going uh, a route of ground that these these horses have not done before. It, it does turn into a riders' race, especially this year, like you said, with the pace like really in question. Um, it's going to be important who who's going to make that decision to to go to the front and how fast are they going to go a lot of these horses that are going to be in the back you know like like McCracken like Gunavera um they they got to keep an eye okay when how fast is that up front do I have to go now or can I wait can I wait so do we have any jockey stories of last minute rides uh you know I remember last year I think we had 
a jockey who yeah. at the last minute was uh, pressed into service to fill in for another guy. I mean, do we have anything going on like that? Yeah, I, we do. Uh, um, one of the interesting horses is, is Jay Boy's Echo that we talked about. He's been ridden by Robbie Alvarado, who's a, who's a really well-known jockey. And he, he just got hurt, uh, broke his wrist, I think. So this he's ran him the last three times, had three great races on him. Um, is out. He can't can't run. So Luis Saez got the mount. Sometimes those are the stories, like you said, when you know that the guy who's 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 been on this horse for a long time gets hurt, can't ride him. Somebody else jumps in and and takes him for a win. Um, or the other way. Or the other way. That's and it, this is yeah. a train wreck. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, you, you're gonna guy who's on it for the first time and without as much uh, Derby expertise as as Robbie. So, well, um, are you willing to go on record, Tim, with? Four stayaways. Oh sure. I mean that's the thing with twenty. Because we got to narrow it down. You've got to narrow it down. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we can get. Uh, looking at Lee is the one horse. He's uh, he's a horse that just gets better and better. He's he's ran what now nine times. So he's one of the most um, experienced horses and just gets a little better. But he's it's not good enough. Uh, he's kind of a wise guy horse from the rail. I'm not going to have a nickel on him. Same with Thunder Snow. The two we talked about him. Got talent, but um, the first Dubai horse that wins is going to beat me. Fast and accurate, um, not good enough. He's going to be 50, 60, 70 to 1. Um, I'd love to get those kind of odds in there, but I'm going to have to stay away. Untrapped, a neat horse. I've bet him prior. Uh, he just doesn't want to go this far, so I'm going to stay away from him. Always Dreaming, I think, is going to be the favorite that I'm going to try to stay away from. Um, I'm going to use him because he can win this race. He's one of the few horses that can just win it. Uh, but he's not going to be on many of my tickets. State of Honor, throw him out. Gervin, throw him out. Hence, throw him out. I rap, throw him out. Gunavera, throw him out. I'm using Battle of Midway. Sonneteer, throw him out. Maybe a little on J-Boy's Echo. I'm going to bet Classic Empire, McCracken, Taprit, and Irish Worker. I got to use them. Gormley, I'm throwing out. Beloved little patch, I'm going to throw out. I'm going to toss patch. I'm going to toss patch. Right. Uh, it's going to be tough. But anyway, yeah. So I only I got one eye. I think there's two or three horses, maybe four horses that can win the race. So I think we might build a little superfecta with a couple of the, you know, top contenders to win and run second, and then just fill in with some big long shots that hit the board, run third and fourth. How many horses did we have last year's Derby? We did, we we did not make that bet, and it was a smart bet. Um, the top four choices ran first, second, third, and fourth in order last year. Uh, we did not make a big superfecta choice, and it was cr- and it was the right thing to do because it didn't pay diddly. Um, these in the past, these these bets, I think that paid a couple hundred bucks, but in the past they've been up to from anywhere from like five grand to eight hundred grand for the superfecta. So, so how deep you want to go uh, with your box? Yeah, I, I mean that depends on how how many folks I can convince of of my uh, <laughs> of my ideas here. A four horse box just costs twenty four bucks. So that's real easy. We get up to five. We're already up to one hundred and twenty. Six is three sixty, and I'm not going to go farther than that. You know, seven horses, eight hundred and forty bucks. I mean, when the hit is fifty, hundred grand, you're certainly happy to throw in eight hundred bucks. But anything can happen in this race. And if we do kind of uh, load up in the supers, kind of have a wheel that that will make it uh, less expensive, but will also you know. Now, is the unit $2? I think that's for a buck. A buck, yeah. okay. So we can double that. We can triple that. We can we can do whatever we want with it. But So you're feeling pretty good about if, if you go six horses that you've got a fighting chance. 
You got a fighting chance. Yeah. But I mean, it's not be- a complete darts thrown at the at the board. I mean, you think you really this this year, as opposed to others, you're thinking that I think uh, this year, as opposed to others, will pay. You know, um, there's not a big favorite. Um, it's a wide open field. Um, if you hit the winner, you're going to be very happy that you made the bet. So I think we we could spread a little bit, get some horses at twenty thirty to one that have a real shot. You know. Um, so for first-time uh, listeners to this podcast who aren't, you know, veteran derby watchers, can you tell them when, where, all that kind of stuff, yeah. just sort of 101 on this? Yeah. It, it, the early races go on NBC Sports. Um, that, so if you're a cable subscriber, you can watch that. And then it comes on NBC about, uh, I guess, at about 2 o'clock maybe our time. The race goes off at 3.45. It's two minutes long, but the, the, the lead-up is fun. They'll tell you the story about Patch and all those other good, uh, you know, feel good stories. You'll see the the my old they'll sing my old Kentucky home, and they'll they'll you know they'll do a whole deal about it. So it's it's a lot of fun. We have a little party. We make juleps and and have little snacks and and George and, plays his horn, doesn't he? Yeah, George plays Call to the Post. Everyone there wears their hats and yeah, exactly. So that's Saturday. That's this Saturday. Yep, this Saturday. Always the first Saturday in May. And how many years have you been doing this? I think this is the 143rd running, 143rd. Yeah, so this is a big deal. State of Oregon. And so the winner gets what? The winner this year um, gets $2 million and also can parlay that into a lot more in stud fees kind of thing. So $2 bucks to the winning – the purse is $2 million. And, yeah, that's, that's a nice payday. All right. Well, good talking to you about the Derby. Yeah. Uh, you grew up not far from Churchill yep. Downs, yep. I understand. Went to quite a few Derbies in high school and college and had some real uh, real luck, you know, had some great luck for a while there. I won uh, 2001 on Monarcos was a nice hit, and then I had Giacomo in 2005, which was which was a big one. Uh, but I've, I've, I've missed the last couple. Um, they've been favorites, and that's usually not what I bet. So I'm looking forward to, to getting a win and getting some cash and – um, but at the same time, you know, it's a great day of racing all the way through. I gave out last year, I gave my Tim Trainer guarantee in the race before that won. He's back to Visadero. Uh, Do you have him, any well, guarantees in the under races? He's one last year. He's four to one this year. Uh, but I'm throwing him out there. He's going he's gonna to win it again. He's the best older turf horse in the country, bet to Visadero in the Woodford Reserve, which is the race right before the Derby. He'll do it. He'll do it again. The Kentucky Oaks is Friday. Um, a fun little little race there. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab with a long shot, vexatious at twenty to one, coming coming late uh, from way back in the pack. That's and then I, I get a mile and a quarter. Yep, mile and, and a quarter. And the triple crown of the the three races. Um, this is the shortest, right? Uh, no, so this is a mile and a quarter. The first, then they go back to a mile and th- uh, three sixteenths. Uh, oh, a little bit and shorter. Then they go to a mile and a half. For the, for the Belmont. So it's, I mean, that's why it's so hard. It's three different difference distances of three different tracks in a really tight window. Nothing can go wrong. You can't, you know, have a hang now. So five, five times around the quarter mile track. Yep. For this one. Okay. Yep. Well, good luck and uh, have a great party. Yeah. And we'll have to debrief this with another podcast. Yeah, hope, uh, hope our listeners get rich. Uh, as I, as I said before, um, here's your, here's your superfecta. Box them up. Battle of Midway, Classic Empire, McCracken, Taprit, Irish War Cry. 
That's, that's five horses. I know. And not, it's not literally five times around a quarter-mile track, but just to, to understand the distance. Yeah. If you've ever run around yeah. a quarter-mile track, you got to do that five times. That's the length and of this they, race. These guys are doing it in, two, in less than two minutes. So. They're going fast. Good luck, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to the Derby, and uh, good luck Saturday.